this is F1 Indie Girls with Soraya and Sherelle. We are two girls who love Formula One and IndyCar. Let's get right into our McLaren season recap. I'm excited about this one. But before we start, we have some things we would like to talk about. First off, 24 Hours of Daytona is this weekend. We will be watching as much as we possibly can, knowing it is a 24-hour race. And I have a quiz this weekend. Sherelle works this weekend, but we'll be watching as much as we possibly can and cheering on all of our IndyCar boys. I'm so excited, actually. Seeing the little bits of and pieces that they've put out. Um, I wasn't able to watch qualifying at all this weekend, but you I... can go back and watch it. Yes, I should. Um, I but seeing insane. the... Little bits that they put on social media just made me so excited to finally get back into some racing. Feel like it's been way too long since we've had any to watch, so. I agree. Also, if there's any noise in the background of our podcast, there is a little kitten running around the apartment and he likes to make a little noise. By a little, sometimes I mean a lot, but we love him. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also have some news that was released since our last podcast. This one isn't, but as I was looking for news that had been released since last week, I found that AlphaTauri has a new team principal starting this year, which I knew because their, their um, principal left last year, but I never actually followed up with it to figure out who it was until I saw something that they posted, F1 posted something either last week or I think it was last week when Gunther was announced that he was um, being, had to be the leaving. updated drivers the and updated, team principals. Well, there was that one, but then there was another one showing how long each team principal oh, yeah. has been around. And so the one that is joining AlphaTauri, I'm probably going to butcher this name, but... Laurent? Mm-hmm. And then I'm assuming it's... Mekis. 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 So he was at Ferrari previous to coming to AlphaTauri. Yeah. So he's their new team principal. And then on the IndyCar side of announcements, because we have to include IndyCar in everything that we do... <laughs> <laughs> we have Marco Andretti is coming back. He's driving the number 98 car for Andretti Global for the Indy 500. Yeah. So, so that's, that's exciting. exciting. Pretty excited about that. And then Aero McLaren is having their livery launch February 5th, 6th. No, sorry. February 5th, 7th, and 8th. 6th, 7th. 6th, 7th, and 8th. Wow. <laughs> Words. <laughs> My brain is a little dead today. It would have made more sense had it been the 5th, 6th, 6th, 7th, but because their car numbers are 5, 6, and 7, but they can't do Paddle's car first because apparently if they do it first, they lose all of their, what did he, what did Paddle say? All of their, um, basically like people don't come back to see They won't come back. But he said, I don't remember what he said, but it was so funny. We were listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi, and they did a uh, podcast 
um, the, the papaya the boys, papaya boys, and they were talking about livery launches. And Pato was like, "Yeah, we can't do my car first because it takes away something." And everyone just starts just starts laughing, and David goes, "Oh!" right into his mic, and it was the best thing ever. But yes. Pato's car has supposedly I mean, going to be last. <laughs> but looking at comments after that, everyone's like, well, he's not wrong. Like, he's not. Pato <laughs> does have a lot of fans compared to Alex and David. Unless you're me. I'm like, I love them all. I'm going to support them all. I'm excited for all of them. <sighs> but I just think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then F1 Today released that Madrid, Spain, um, we'll be joining the calendar, F1 calendar starting in 2026. And from what we have gathered on social media, I think there's maybe like two or three people that are happy about it. <laughs> we were just reading comments before we started recording this. And everyone was like, why are you bringing another street track into this? Street tracks ruin F1. All it does is bring fans into drive to survive. Yada, yada, yada. It didn't sound like anyone was happy. Or- yeah, people don't seem too thrilled that it's another street track it's not all street it's like half street half. it's got sections that won't yeah yeah i'm like half of it's a street course half of it's a per i guess what are they permanent course is what they're so called right something like that it's like half and half basically but hey it gives um carlos and Fernando, I don't know why I couldn't think of their names for a second, another home race. So I think it's awesome. And um, I saw a thing where they were talking about, you know, this doesn't mean that Barcelona will be off the table forever. Um, Like, there's, you know, they're not saying they're never going back to Barcelona. They're just, you know, want to try Madrid for a little bit. So maybe at some point we'll have two races in Spain. Maybe one day, <laughs> but yeah, everyone, everyone is very unhappy. We put a poll on our, or not a poll, but a, like a, a little like question thing. And we were like, put thoughts on someone was like, what did they say? Like, just no, just no. And it made me laugh so hard. Just no. Um, car launches. We talked about that last week. Still waiting on Alpha Tauri and still waiting on Haas. Don't know when they're going to launch their cars. But we gotta, we gotta know. So they need to put it out soon, so, yes. I can, so we can plan it. On now, we'll actually get into our podcast <laughs> and actually talk about the wonderful and amazing Mer- Mercedes. Wow, Le- <laughs> McLaren, McLaren Mercedes team because that's their technical name is McLaren Mercedes because they use those Mercedes engines. Which worked for them last year. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yes. So, of course, we'll do it how we've done it the last few weeks, starting with the history, moving on to, you know, the most recent season, how that went, and then on to the driver rankings and team ranking. Um, so, for the history, 1963 is when Bruce McLaren Motor Racing was founded. Um... And then  Bruce McLaren um, 
gave them their first win in Belgium. Um, and they finished second in the Constructors' Championship. Um, in 1970, Bruce McLaren um, was testing at the... Um, Goodwood circuit um and ended up dying from a incident there um moving on to 76 um they won the drivers championship for the first time James Hunt did that um and he actually beat Ferrari's Nicky Lauded by just one point to get that. Which I think we talked about last week. Yes. Um, and then let's see. 1984. Um, Alan Prost and Nikki Lauda. Um, were teammates. And they. Let's see. <laughs> brain is not putting things together right now. Nikolada um, took the driver's championship. Yeah, he took the driver's championship by just half a point. Um, Which back then I don't understand how because they didn't have they don't have the same point system that we do now, to where it's easier to get that like half a point. So I'm like, they must have. So something have, must have happened to where they only got half half a point. point. Yeah. Which um makes but no they sense. won 12 of the 16 races that year. That's a lot. Um back when they had 16 races on the calendar and here we are with 24. Yes. Um <sighs> and then 85 and 86 Alan Prost takes back to back um championship driver championship wins um and then I to say something. Looking back at pictures of F one cars from like they're the so 1980s, small. they're so small and they look so funny. They do look kind of. I funny. think it looks fun. It, it, I think it's not having the halo is mm-hmm. part of it, but also there's just something about the shape mm-hmm. of the car that just—it's very funny. Yeah, I love actually watching these cars though. Um, McLaren often <laughs> off on a side tangent here. McLaren does, um, towards the end of the season, they have, what's it called? Velocity Invitational? But they basically take their old cars out and drive them. And watching the drivers hop into some of these old cars and just how excited they are to get in them. One of them drove Alan Pross's car. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was one of the indie car drivers. Yeah. And, like, so cool to get to watch them go out and drive them. Because I feel like we don't often see these older cars out anymore. No, they're mostly just in museums. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Let's see. 1988 and through 91, we kind of enter a period of McLaren dominance. Um, yeah. 18, 1988, Ayrton Senna. Um takes the title from Alan Prost. And then in 89, Alan Prost takes it back. (laughs) And then in 1990, Senna takes it again. (laughs) And he also takes it in 91. So, a few years of them just taking that championship every year. 
Um, and then we have 1998 through 99. Um, Mika uh, Akinen takes the Drivers' Championship. Um, both those years. And McLaren took the Constructors in 98. And then 2000, 2001, um, they f- finished... Both drivers and constructors second um, for two years in a row. Um, that year they had Mika Hakkinen and David Coulthard. And then 2002, um, they end up third in the constructors. Um, and David Coulthard took fifth in the drivers' championship. Can I just say that they were behind a Williams? Williams and Ferrari. Williams. We look at Williams now. It's yeah, and they I feel like Williams is another team with a lot of history that, you know, they had many years of success, but to look at them now, you would not know that. If you look at you them didn't now, know the you're history. Like, wow, this team kind of isn't I always almost said kind of sucks, but they don't <laughs> suck. They're just not the best. And then you go back at their history and they're like they were either first or second, back in 2000, 2001, which blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then moving on to 2003, they ended up third in the Constructors again. Um, behind Williams. Behind Williams. <laughs> um, Kimi, Kimi Raikkonen kind Nothing. of emerged as that title contender there that year. He ended up losing out to Michael in the final <sighs> race. But dang, Michael! I'm just kidding. Was there fighting for it? I love Michael. I love Kimmy too. I love oh, Mr. Iceman. <laughs> My favorite. Um, 2004. Um, kind of a year that started out not great for them. Um, they were able to kind of recover towards the end. Um, they got one win that year. Um. Kimmy won in Belgium, and they ended the year in fifth. Five points in just seven races. That's like nothing. Yeah, in the first part of the year. So, um, 2005, um, they actually had one of the quickest cars on the grid, but just had a lot of reliability problems that year. Um, they just narrowly missed the constructors' title. Um, they had ten wins though that year. Um, and Kimi ended up runner-up in the drivers' con- in the drivers' championship. <laughs> um, two thousand six, they, you know, weren't quite there at the top. They kind of just a distant third in the championship. Um. They had some good, strong races in the second half of the season, um, but didn't have any wins. Um, and that's, yeah, just kind of an off year for them. Um, then moving on to 2007. This is the year we had <laughs> Lewis and Alonzo as teammates in McLaren. Oh, my goodness. That was so it's crazy funny. that... We have both of those drivers still on the grid today. Um, 2024. They're yes. still driving. Yep. 
Um, I have my own opinion. So that year, <laughs> I know your opinion on that. Um, <laughs> so that year, they won eight <clears throat> races, um, but were stripped of the constructors' points and fined a hundred million dollars for benefiting from possession of confidential Ferrari data. We talked about this last week on our Ferrari recap, <laughs> but. Yes. Ferrari took the championship title. Yes. And Hamilton and Alonso finished level on points. Only points. One shy of the driver's title. So they're definitely right up there fighting for the championship. 2008, Lewis Hamilton wins the driver's championship. The first time since 1999. That they had won the drivers' championship, um, they weren't able to get the constructors. Um, they came second, though. Um, and then two thousand nine, Lewis. Um, let's Lewis see. left. No, he was still there. He was there for oh, a couple more years. That's right. He was there for. A couple but let's more. see. Um, two thousand nine, kind of. They were had a tough here. start of the season. Um, Struggling to get points and, you know, get wins, anything like that. Um, they did eventually get a couple wins. Um, Hamilton won in Hungary and Singapore. Um, and they ended up third in the standings. But, you know, after having won the Drivers' Championship the year before to then come and struggle. Um, let's see, 2010... Obviously, we get into the start of Red Bull's kind of dominant era. Um, so, McLaren was still fast, but they were not able to keep up with Red Bull. Um, they were um, more reliable than some of the other teams, though, and had some good performances in the damp weather. Um, let's see what else happened that year. So they actually led for the first half of the season that year, but kind of, you know, lost some ground. They finished second overall. They had five wins. So not a bad year overall. Um, 2011, um, again, not able to keep up with Red Bull. Um, but kind of were Red Bull's closest rivals. Um we had Hamilton and Button, um, who each had three wins that year, and they ended up second in the standings. Um, 2012, kind of just not, I don't know, I feel like it was kind of more of an up and down year for them. Um, they won the first round in Australia, um, but they just kind of struggled with the tires that year. Um, but just not an overall strong year for them. Um, let's see, 2013. So this year you had Button and Checo as teammates. And it was not a great year for them. <laughs> um, they designed a completely new car and just really struggled with it. Um, they didn't win. At all. No, they didn't. They finished fifth in the constructors without 
no podiums that year, nothing. And, like, it was just Straight. a rough Sadness. year. Yeah. Um, and so going into 2014, they got rid of Checo and brought in K-Mag. Kevin <laughs> Magnuson. I always forget that he was yes. the player. Same with Checo. I just don't think of them as... Or, or as McLaren players. drivers, yeah. I think of Checo as a racing point. point Force India. Force India. I even consider him like a sour driver, but maybe it's because just he Red only Bull. had that one year in. Yeah, and of course Red Bull. But like, I don't think of. Same with K Mag. K Mag is a Haas driver. I don't think <laughs> of him as a McLaren driver. No. Um, but. Um. They did get a podium at round one in Australia. So that started off good. I was going to say, K-Mag, I'm pretty sure one and only podium was in his first race. Yeah, I think so. So. With McLaren. Yep. And it was his rookie year. Yep. <laughs> so. Um, He's never been on the podium since. Yeah, and that was the only podium they got that year. Um... They ended up fifth overall. Just another not great year for them. Um, 2015, we had Jensen Button and Fernando Alonso. Fernando is back. <laughs> and they scored just 27 points and dropped to ninth in the standings. I have no words. <laughs> I know, I'm like... So, you're taking two drivers who had both won championships, championships in their careers, to get to and they got 27 points. Well, the thing year. is, is they had a new um, power unit. They were now had Honda yeah. as their power unit, which yeah. I don't think it was lasted not great. very well. No, no, it was not. It was kind of trash. Yeah, and then. Let's see, 2016, um, I feel like Honda improved a little bit, um, but the team is still not back up there fighting for podiums or anything. They did improve to sixth in the standings. Um, but only 76 points. Most of which were <laughs> earned by Fernando. Um, well, this is when Austin was introduced. To maybe 15 or, 15 or 16, Austin was introduced as a race. I thought it was like 11 or 12 for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it was further back. <laughs> but, yes, they did. Their best results that year was fifth. Um, which they got in both Monaco and Austin. Um, but, yeah, just, again, kind of a rough year for them. Um, then 2017, they continued with the Honda engines, um, but it just was not working out, so they switched for, they switched power units for the following year, um, but they managed to get just 30 points that year, um, but again, just kind of a period of struggle for them, um, and then let's see, 2018, um, we get 
Let's see. They got 40 points in just the first five races, so definitely an improvement from the year before. <laughs> the first five races, they got more than the whole previous year. Um, but at the end of the year, they only managed to get 10 more, ending up with 50 points, and they were six in the standings. So what looked like it was going to be a good year didn't turn out as well as they would have liked. Um, let's see, 2019. In comes Tariah's <laughs> favorite, Lando Norris. Lando. Um, and, and we had, obviously, Carlos. <coughs> Carlando! Um, such a good they ended the year in fourth. Such a good year. Um, and with their third place in Brazil, it marks their first podium in five years. All thanks to Carlos. What a man. And then going into 2020. <laughs> um, I feel like both Lando and Carlos, you know, were very quick and consistent that year. Um, they ended P3 in the standings. Um with both Carlos and Lando getting podiums that year. Um, so nice to see Lando. And there. they, um, that year, um, made a deal to use Mercedes power units in 2021. Um, going into 2021, you have Lando and Danny, as Carlos obviously left for Ferrari. Sad for the Carlando fans. Um, but we love seeing Danny at McLaren. Um, he gave them their first win since 2012. And the only one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Only win they've had since 2012 was... Um, yeah, Danny's win that year. Um, they got, yeah... And it, I, it's like their first one too that they've had in forever. Not only was it a win, but it was a one too. Um, but ended That's up a great fourth um, overall in the constructors that year. I think it's the only one two podium they had in the whole twenty twenty one season, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and then let's see twenty twenty two. They dropped down to fifth in the constructors. Um, Lando Norris got them their one podium that year at Imola. Um, and obviously, this year, you know, we saw Danny really struggling with the car. Um, it was kind of sad to watch because we, we know what Danny's capable of. A lot more. Yeah, and so it was hard to watch him. Um, and then obviously they announced partway through the season that they weren't going to continue on with that um, with Danny anymore. And they announced Oscar as their Oscar. new driver, yes. which gets us to 2023 and our season recap. <laughs> You're probably sick of my voice by now, so we're gonna let Soraya do. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but 
the last couple podcasts, mm-hmm. Sherelle's done the history and I do the stats. <laughs> it, I think it started with Red Bull, actually. Yes. And we've just continued it. And why change? So we'll probably continue it even more. Um, 2023, how do I want to start this? It was a very slow start to the beginning of the year. They were just constantly that midfield and constantly towards like the back midfield. Not necessarily the best, but summer break comes. Something happened over the summer break and they came back better than ever. And we're fighting up at the top with Red Bull and Mercedes and Ferrari. There were even moments where it looked like the McLaren was going to overtake the Red Bull and going to win. And I've never been more excited in my life about that. Hey, they got one sprint win. They did get a sprint win. But (laughs) as I'm told, it doesn't count. (laughs) A lot of the fans have told me Oscar's win doesn't count as a win because it wasn't in the race. But I count. Anyways, (laughs) also this season, they set the world record for the fastest pit stop being 1.8 seconds. And it occurred on lap 27 of the 2023 Qatar Grand Prix on Lando's car, nonetheless. That record was previously held by Red Bull for a 1.82 second pit stop. So only two seconds faster, but, or like milliseconds <laughs> faster. But when you look at that, like, think about a pit stop, that is so fast. That is extremely fast. I think about just sitting there watching pit stops and like five seconds when they do like the five second five pit seconds stops. so long. I'm like, like, oh, they've been there forever. They've been there forever. And then they're like, oh, it's only five point whatever. And you're like. That's only five five seconds, but it seems like it's been so long. So, for them to cut off, you know, to get down from 82 to 81. Two hundredths of a second. second. That's so much. Overall, they finished fourth in the Constructors' Championship with 302 points. They were kind of just by themselves, because Aston Martin was several points behind them, I think. 50 to 100 points behind them. Ferrari was way ahead of them, too. And so they're kind of just chilling in fourth by themselves. Um, Lando finished sixth with 205 points. One whole point behind Carlos. If he could have scored one or two more, he could have been third in the construct, in the, or could have been fifth in the championship. Oscar finished ninth with 97 points. In the championship. Also, Oscar has the second most earned points in his rookie year, only by three points. Hamilton has a hundred points in his rookie year. Oscar is 97. He also outscored Lando in his rookie year. Lando had 49 points. His rookie year? His rookie year. And Oscar had 97. So. Pretty, pretty dang good. Go, Oscar. Um, They had three fastest laps this whole season, so not too bad. But also, given the circumstances of Max having most of those fastest (laughs) laps, they did pretty good. No win. 
um, for McLaren this year, except for Oscar's sprint race win. Don't know if you want to count it or not, but it's okay. <laughs> um, seven podiums this year, and two of those were 2-3. Um, one of them was like Lando had P2, Oscar had P3, and then it switched the next weekend. So that was pretty interesting. Seven, um, so Lando was on the podium all seven of those times with Oscar being on a, those on the podiums twice. Lando led 15 to five on race days. So he outdid his, um, outdid Oscar 17 times. He, Lando Oscar also led 15 out of 7 on qualifying days, so he out-qualified his teammate 15, 15 times. They both had the best race finish of um, second. The highest grid uh, position was also second. Lando only had one DNF this year, which I thought was kind of surprising. Because I feel like normally McLaren has more. His one Vegas DNF. We don't need to mention that. <laughs> that was a that was a great great race. Oscar had three DNFs this year, so overall they did pretty good um, this year. They definitely brought it back towards the end of the season, which I was very very proud of them for. Um, I think you went first for driver rating, so I guess it is my turn to go first. Yep. Off the bat, Lando, um, I'm giving him a solid eight, eight and a half um, out of ten. Lando had a really good season, even though he started off not so good, but I feel like after that summer break came back, he really pushed that car to its limits and did everything he possibly could. And made it on the podium seven times, which I feel like is amazing. I was hoping for a win, um, but I'll take P2 instead. <laughs> Maybe 2024 he'll get his first win. Um, so I'm giving him, he, I feel like, really pushed that McLaren car to the limits and everything he could. Um, he really, really impressed me this year. Oscar, <clears throat> I'm giving solid seven. He also was really, really good. Um, I don't want to, like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Words. Um, he also is another one that, like, as a rookie, he really impressed me. I was kind of skeptical about them bringing in Oscar in the beginning. Um, I was just like, oh, it's going to be a rookie. Lando's going to be carrying the team the whole time. It's just not going to be a good season. Orlando and uh, Oscar even going to be teammates that like have a good bond because I feel like it's really hard to like work together on some of the strategies and everything because um, there are some strategies that the team like does together I'm like I don't know just how this duo is going to go I feel like it's just I don't know I was I wasn't very like I was very skeptical but then I feel like Oscar definitely proved himself and proved that he can be in that McLaren car he can be fighting up at the top um I mean, he did have his win in the sprint race, and he was up on, you know, fighting at the top a lot of, for a lot of it. Um, so I feel like he kind of um, impressed me, as you could say. And overall, the team, I'm giving a solid 
seven and a half, eight. Um, I feel like they had did have a slow start in the beginning, which was kind of like, oh great, McLaren's not going to do good this year. Now I'm going to have to have be not, I'm going to have like a disappointment. <laughs> F would be so sad. And then they picked it up and what for whatever reason, whatever they did to the car over summer break really clicked and it made it so they could be at the top dominating, um, not dominating, be at the top fighting with a lot of the top teams and just ended, I feel like they ended the season on a high, which I think was really good and very much needed for McLaren. Yeah. Um. Okay, I feel like we're always very similar in the way we do <laughs> ratings. Um, I feel like it'll be interesting in what it comes to when we like start rating some of the lower teams that like we necessarily like we like them, but they're not one of our like main teams that we mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see how much our ratings. Yeah, differ because I feel like right now with all these top teams, we're like oh. uh, well and. I feel like the drivers on these teams have done a lot better than, you know, some of the other teams. And so it's like, oh, easy to give them. Yeah, so I feel like it'll be interesting to see what, how much we, if if at all, we differ with the ratings that are coming up. Yeah. Um, So I was going to give Lando like an eight. Um, I feel like, you know, second half of the year, he did a good job of you know, getting on the podium and just really being up there fighting um, and being consistent. Um, obviously, they had a few races in the second half that weren't great, but I feel like overall they were, you know, he did a good job. And I was also going to give Oscar an eight <laughs> just because I feel like for being a rookie to be that close to your teammate who has several years of experience um, obviously, point-wise, they were a little bit further apart, but I feel like often in the races, he was up there, you know, fighting. To go off, just to say that, it was, Lando had more podiums, which got him more points, but mm-hmm. Oscar, when Lando was on those podiums, was within top yeah. five. Yeah, I was like, 10. he really impressed me as a rookie to, you know, be able to be up there fighting as much as he was, um, even with his teammate. And, you know, obviously we saw a few instances where we got to see him fighting with Max, too. Um, Obviously he got that sprint win that, you know, was very impressive when you have Max right there behind you the whole time. (laughs) Um, That takes some... That takes a whole different driver to have Max behind you. Yeah. Um, And so, Yeah. Him an eight. And then the team give like a probably seven. I feel like um obviously it wasn't great that they started out so far back. The first half of the year wasn't great. But the fact that they were able to get past that and, you know, do what they needed to to bring updates and stuff that made it so they were up there fighting at the top is still very impressive. Um Obviously, it would have been better if they could have come sooner, but yeah, we'll give them a good seven. Um, so we will continue on going through our recaps. This next week, we go with Aston Martin. 
Um, we haven't quite decided if we want to do maybe a quick little our thoughts on Daytona um, or what we want to do if just a thought don't expect this from us um, but we may or may not put two I'm literally just saying this right now um, I haven't even mentioned it to Sherelle but we might put two out next week of an Aston Martin season recap and maybe going over 24 hours of Daytona Sounds good to me. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so we will have two podcasts for next week, 24 hours of Daytona. There'll be two separate ones. Um, so you won't have like three hour long podcasts. I don't know if I could sit here for three hours. Yeah. Um, so we'll do two different podcasts, Aston Martin season recap, 24 hours of Daytona. Not sure. Our Aston Martin will at least come out Wednesday, 24 hours of Daytona. May or may not come out Wednesday. May come out later throughout the week. We'll see how our schedule and everything works next week. But that will be that. And that's our, the rest of our schedule for the rest of it. Yeah. So we hope you'll join us next week for both the Aston Martin recap and that 24 Hours of Daytona recap. Um, this has been F1 Indie Girls. See you next week. Bye! Bye.